Iruvin daf memhe. The last thing we were discussing was our Mishnah said a person who walked out of uh, his tehum, uh, he had permission, like a Hatzalah member, he was allowed to go back. And if he was still in his tehum, it's as if he didn't go back. And we said anyone who goes at permission can come back. And we didn't understand the last two parts of the Mishnah. And we said, what does that mean? If you were in the tehum, it's as if you never walked out. The Rabbah says, uh, you go back to your original place. And the place you ended up when you on your Hatzalah call, it didn't count for anything. And Rav Shimi Bachya explained that uh, you get 2,000 amot, uh, wherever you ended up, you get 2,000 amot to come back. And if they were, if in one area combined with the two, your original 2,000 amot, then you're allowed to go all the way back home. And Abaye tried to knock out Rabbah from, uh, the, from the cave, which had two openings, that you're allowed to walk the entire roof plus another 2,000 amot. And Rabbah said, well, the cave is different because you did a shevita in the cave. It's like one big house. However, a person on Hatzalah call, you didn't do a Shevita over there in Mibaudium, so it doesn't count. And with that, we're starting Memhe Amud Aleph. We're really starting Memdal Amud Bet, the last line, Mamash, towards the end, the last four words of Memdal Amud Bet. If you didn't do a Shevita from, uh, I guess when it's still day, 2,000 Amot uh, that cross within each other in, in the same area, they don't count. Vyatnan Rebili Ezra Omer, Rebili Ezra said a person who walked out, Shtaim Ikanes. He walked out two amot, he can go back in. Shelo Shalo Ikanes, three amot, he can go back in. My love, what's the reason the two and not, uh, two and not three? My love, Rebili Ezra Tame, Rebili Ezra goes according to this reason. De Amar, Vihub De Ensaan. When we said you're allowed to walk four amot, you're in the middle, that means you get two amot to each uh, way. So two to the right, two to the left, that's your four. And once you stepped out three, you can't go back. And your four amot that they gave you as if it's connected all in one, meaning there's two amot from your original home and two from where you are. And Rebili Ezra holds, and you can go in. Meaning it all connects and you're allowed to come back in. So bottom line is, there is this concept of uh, of connecting tombs when you weren't there uh, of Shabbat. Rabbi answers, You're asking from Rabbi Li'ezer to Rabbi. argue on Rabbi Li'ezer and they hold the opposite, that there is no connecting of Te'umin. Uh, Amale Sabai said, In, yes, I'm asking from Rabbi the Aizan Rabbah, the Shami Ali Mine de Mor, because I heard from Rabbah, Adkan Lopliga Rabbanan Ali the Rabbi the Aizer, because I heard from Rabbah that Rabbanan don't argue on Rabbi the Aizer, Ela Lidvarishut, only when he walked out uh, for, uh, he had permission. Aval Lidvar Mitzvah Module, but if he walked out for a Mitzvah purpose, Maybe they would admit to him that he could only uh, walk back if he walked uh, to Amot. And I understood the, uh, the Mishnah that said uh, the person who walked out of Varishut is talking about a mitzvah. That even Hachamim uh, would agree to Rabbi Eliezer that he could uh, walk back if he, uh, if he walked to Amot. Because, uh, can, because we say that uh, the four Amot is uh, two from where you are now and, and two from where you used to be. And therefore, Rabbah should also explain according to uh, Rabbi Le'ezer, and we should say that there's a mixture of uh, Tehomin. 
So yeah, although uh, you hachamim argue him, but maybe they would agree to Rabbi Eliezer in this case, and therefore I am asking uh, Rabbah from uh, from Rabbi Eliezer. Now we learned in the Mishnah, v'chol in chozrin nimkoman. All those who went to uh, save something or someone, they're allowed to come back to their original place. So the Gemara asks, v'afilu tuva, even if it's more than four thousand amot. They're allowed to come back to their original place. In the beginning, you said that if the if the person walked out of his area four thousand ama, and the two areas don't mix anymore, you told him to, he's only allowed to go walk around two thousand amot. Can't walk anymore. The Gemara explains No, the sefer that says that you're allowed to come back. You're allowed to bring your gun back with you. You're allowed to bring your sword back with you. You don't have to drop it wherever you are. The Gemara asks, oh my kushya, what becomes the question? Maybe when you're at war, it's different. You know, it's different than, uh, than a witness going to testify for Rosh uh, Chodesh or a lady, or the nurse who's try, who has to go birth a lady. Maybe, you know, we're scared that, you know, if, if the guy drops his gun wherever he is, uh, you know, maybe the, the enemy's going to pick it up and chase you. Stigma explains, Ela ikashya, hakashya. We have a question from our Mishnah. This is the question, the Tanan. Barishona lo zin misham kulo. The witnesses who came to Betin in Yerushalayim, they would come and they would testify, and they would be stuck in this place called Bet Yazek the entire day. And what happened? Nobody wanted to come anymore because I'm stuck there all day. They got Rabban Gamliel Zaken said, You guys can walk around 2000 Amot as you please. Not only these, uh, we gave 2000 Amot to walk as the free uh, as they want. Even a nurse who's coming to birth a woman, or a person who's coming to help save people from uh, from an army or from a river, or the or or house crashing down or a fire. They become like the people of the city and they have two thousand amot each side. And the Gemara, and here's the question: Vetulo, and they don't get more than those two thousand amot. Ve'amat kol yotzin la'atzil chazrinu koman va'filu tuva. But didn't we learn in Mishnah they get, they go back to where they started from, even if it's more than two thousand amot? The Gemara explains: Amaviuda, Amarav, shechazrin bechlezayin koman. Our Mishnah is talking about they could come back to two thousand amot with their weapon, but they can't go past two thousand amot. Like we learned in the Brayta, Barishona Hayumenichin Kelizanam Babait Hasamuchlechoma. In the beginning, when people would go out to fight at war, they would on the way back they would leave their weapons on the outside by the opening by the house that's uh, the closest to the wall. Pamahat, there was a war and they came back and they put the weapons on the house that's closest to the wall. Hikiru bahenoivim and the and the enemy found, uh, found out that the Jewish people left their uh, weapons in that place. And the enemies chased the Jews and the Jews went inside the house to go get their weapons. The enemy walked in right after them to that house. And the Jewish people crushed one another. 
and more Jews killed each other in that house trying to get their weapons than the enemies killed them. At that point, they were metaken that when a person goes to war, he comes back and brings his weapon with him to wherever he belongs and, and not, nothing to worry. Now, the Gemara gives another explanation of Nahman by Ishaq, There's no difference between the Mishnah to the one in Rosh Hashanah. Kan, Kan, Israel to Mot Aulam. And uh, the Mishnah Rosh Hashanah that you only get the 2,000 Amot each side is when Israel beat up the, the other nation. Khan, our Mishnah, where we're saying you're allowed to go back home all the way, when the, when the enemy beat uh, themselves, what they mean over here is when they beat uh, Israel. So now you're worried that they're going to come back into the city, so we bring you back your weapon to wherever you belong. And even if it's more than 2,000 Goyim that came to attack a Jewish city, we don't go out to fight with our weapons. We have another bright that says that. Nochrim, Shitsaru, and so on. Goyim came and they surrounded a Jewish city. We don't go out to war on Shabbat. What are we talking about? When they're coming for money, give them the money and leave us alone. Right? Uh, you don't have to go to war for this. But if they're coming, uh, they want to kill people, then you then you go out with your weapon. If it's a city in Eretz Israel that is right by the border, even if they're not coming for, uh, for, for to kill anybody, they just want straw. You go out to war with your weapons and Shabbat. Why? Because if they capture that city, now we lessened Eretz Israel. Babel is like a city that's by the border. And they explained which city we're talking about. Because it was Mamash right by the Goyim and it was a city full of Jews and we were scared that they would attack the Jews. What does the Pasuk say? That the Pelishtim are fighting in Ka'ila and they're attacking the, where we thresh the wheat. Tana, Ka'ila, Ira Semuchalas Faraita. Ka'ila was a city by the border. Vehem, Lobawa, El Aliske, Teven Vakash. The Pelishtim only came for straw. They're destroying the, the, the place where we thrust the wheat. David went and he asked the should I go fight with the And he goes save them. You see, David put his life on the line for uh, even, even if it was something as minute and as minuscule as a straw. Now the Gemara asked, "My coming by the what was the David's effect that he had to go ask the the Urim v'Tumim? Ilema ishare yasur. If it's a mutar or asur, hare beti no shol Shmuel aramati kayam go ask Shmuel. His betin's there. Ella, you have to explain what was the effect David. Imatslah or lo matslah. If he was going to have uh, success in this war or not, dekanami dechtiv lech vekita pedishtim go fight with them. Vehoshatayt kailan you'll save it. Meaning that's what he was really looking for. Shmamina." 
And before we move on to the next Mishnah, it's a very interesting uh, Amud that we have over here. Over here we get into the whole question of Hatzalah members coming uh, back home. Or when are they allowed to leave? When are they allowed to come back home? Uh, what do they do with their car? Uh, how do they, uh, they park it? They, let's say they're going to get lazy next time and not go if we don't let them come back. Is that something? Are they allowed to carry their bag with them uh, in a place where there's no Ayruv on the way back? That's important. And another question is, uh, the Israeli army, to what extent are we allowed to go to war on Shabbat? Or Yom Kippur, what is considered Ayir Semuchal Lasfar, what is considered a border city? Do we say the entire country is a border city? And uh, a lot of these questions come up in Shalot uh, Chuvot, amazing. You could start with the Tzitz Eliezer, the Rebbe Yosef. And the only thing we can say is Hazaku Baruch to those who go out and they you know take away from their own Shabbat to save us. Now the next Mishnah states, Mishia Shav Baderach. A person is sitting down on the on the highway, relaxed or something, right outside the city, and it became dark, Ve'amad, and he stood up, Samuchai, and he realized that he's very close to a city. He's within two thousand amot of a city. Since his kavana wasn't to be part of that city, he can't be part of that city and now go from that city to Tazanamot. Rather, the spot he is in right now is his spot, and he counts from that spot to Tazanamot each way. Now, Rabbi Uda, Omer, no, you can't you should go into the city, and he now becomes part of that city since he was within two thousand Amot of that city. Amar Rabbi Uda. There was a story, Tarfon went inside the city, became one of the cities, and the whole case was, he didn't even realize that uh, that he was within the city, 2,000 amot parameters, uh, before, uh, when Hashachah hit, so meaning, even though he didn't have Kavana, he still counted himself as part of the city. Now the Gemara says, What was the case? Rabbi Tafon was walking. He was walking out of Shabbat, and it became dark, and he rested outside the city. He slept there. The Shahrit In the morning, the shepherd saw him. You have the city right there. He canes and go inside. So Rabbi Tafon went inside. And he gave a class all day. So now, Amar Lor uh, from Rabbi Akiva tells Rabbi that that's where you're bringing a proof from. Maybe Rabbi Tarfon, you know, maybe he was thinking of coming to give a class the next day, and that's true. Or maybe the Bet Midrash that he was sitting in all day was in his Tchum, uh, was in the 2000 Amot of where he slept in the middle of the highway. So we don't have a clear proof of what happened with Rabbi Tarfon. Mishnah. A person sleeping on the road and he didn't know it was dark. And he didn't have kavanah to buy shavita, the place he slept. He has 2,000 amot to each side. That's Rabbi Yohanan bin Uri. He only has 4 amot to each side. Uh, he has to be in the middle of those uh, of those four amot, meaning it's a four by four area. And according to Hakim, you have to say it's an eight by eight area. Rabbi Udaomer, whichever way you want to go, you get to go four amot, meaning you could only go to one side four amot. Umodeh Rabbi Uda, Rabbi Uda agrees with Rabbi Leizer. She im berar lo 
שאינו יכול לחזור בו. That if a person said, I want to go to here, to there, that he can't go back on his word. היו שניים, there was two people, I guess outside the city, they only have four אמות, and their four אמות are touching each other. מקצת אמותיו של זה בתוך אמותיו של זה, some of his אמות are in his אמות, what happens, מביאים ואוכלים באמצע, they can sit down and have a picnic in between them, in that area in between. ובלבד שלא יוציא זה מתוך שלא לתוך של חבר, as long as each guy doesn't take from the other guy's area and bring it to his property. היו שלושה והאמצעים מובלעה ביניהם. Let's say there was three people. There was one all the way on the right, one all the way on the left, and one in the middle. הוא מותר עמהן. He's allowed to eat with each one of them. והן מותרים עמו, they're allowed to eat with him. ושניים החיצונים, the two outer ones, אסורים זה עם זה. אמר רבי שמעון, למה הדבר דומה? What's this like? That the middle guy could eat with both of them. לשלוש חצרות, three courtyards. הפתוחות זו לזו, they're open one to the other, ופתוחות רשות הרבים, and they're open to רשות הרבים, each one on its own is open to רשות הרבים. ערבו שתיים עם האמצעית, and the two outer ones did a ערוב with the middle one, היא מותרת עמהן, the middle one is allowed to carry to each one, והן מותרות עמה, and each one is allowed to carry to the middle one. However, ושתיים החיצונות אסורות זו עם זו, the two outer ones are not allowed to carry from one to the other. Now, going back to the beginning of the Mishnah, where someone was sleeping and all of a sudden he woke up, and uh, Rabbi Yohanan ben Ruiz says he gets 2,000 amot at uh, anywhere he goes, and Hachamim says he only gets 4 amot. Ba'ay Rabbah, Rabbah has a question. Ma'ika savar Rabbi Yohanan ben Ruiz? Why is Rabbi Yohanan ben Ruiz giving him 2,000 amot? Is the reason because, A, misbar kasabar hefzeev ker konin shevita. Something that is ownerless is koneh shevita, means you can't, if you found a watch in the middle of nowhere, you can only carry that watch 2,000 amot anyway, because something that's ownerless is koneh. And the same thing, a person who's sleeping is like an ownerless object. And he only gets to go 2,000 amot. Ubdinu deliflog be kelim. And you could argue the same machloket by kelim. So why is Rabbi Yohanan Hachamim arguing by Adam? They want to show you that how powerful Rabbanan's humra is. You could say, you could compare. If he's awake, he's kone 2,000 amot. When he's sleeping, he should also be kone 2,000 amot. Kamash ma'alan, that hachamim said that he doesn't get 2,000 amot, only gets 4 amot. So meaning the first side of the safek is, Rabbi Yohanan gives him 2,000 amot. Is this man like an ownerless object who also kone 2,000 amot? Or maybe in general, something that is hefker does not get shevita uh, means you can only carry it to where you, you the pick or the person who found it picks it up is allowed to take it. Whatever you're allowed to take it uh, as far as you're allowed to go. So what's the machloket here? So why is the person kone two thousand amot according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Uri? Ho'il veneor kana yeshen nami kana has nothing to do with something that's ownerless and where you could carry that. The real machlo, the real thing according to Rabbi Yochanan is is that a person is a person has nothing to do with the ownerless object. So again, the question is: Is he like an ownerless object or is he not? אמר רבי יוסף, תשמע, כמה דקות ולנטון בריתה, יש ימים שירדו מערב יום טוב, יש להן אלפיים אמה לכל רוח. Rain that fell ערב יום טוב, on יום טוב, you could take a 2,000 אמות to each side. 
Beyom Tov, if they fell on Yom Tov and they weren't Konashevi Taharein, Keragle Kol Adam, they're like uh, the, the person who picked them up. If you want to tell me that Rabbi Yohanan ben Uri holds that something that is hefker is kone shevita hamani, then who is this din like that if it fell out of Yom Tov, you're allowed to go 2,000 amot? Rabbi Yohanan, it goes according to Rabbi Yohanan. Great, beautiful. However, if you want to say that Rabbi Yohanan ben Uri holds, that's something that is hefker does not uh, get a koneh shvita and he goes after the person picking it up how many who would this go like Lord of Yohanan Vilo Rabbanan not Rabbi Yohanan not Rabbanan because Rabbanan for sure hold that something that is hefker does not koneh shvita and therefore a person who is sleeping doesn't get more than four amot so Yativ Abaye Vekamada Lehashmata uh, Abaye came and said that this uh, this Tashema that Rav Yosef brought down this Brayta. Amale Rav Safra Abaye and Rav Safra told Abaye, Vidilma maybe big shamim asemuchim laira askinan. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan ben Uri holds that something that is hefker ownerless does not kone shevita. And over here we're talking about rain that came right near the city. And the people of that city, they had their mind is on it, and therefore it's not considered hefker. And therefore you could take it 2,000 amati each way, like uh, like any other person in the city. You can't say that. Someone's private well is you can only take the water to where this person is allowed to go. Veshel otair and water and a well that belongs to the people of the city. Keragle otair, like uh, the people of that city, are allowed to only go two thousand amot to each side of where the city people are allowed. Veshel ole babel and people are coming uh, from babel. This is considered a well that's ownerless. Keragle hamemale. It's wherever the, the person filling it up is allowed to go. His two thousand amot. It's this thousand amot. Bottom line is you see something that is efker. It does not konesh evita. We go after the person who owns it. However, we have another brayta, vitanya, bor shel shevatim, which is the 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 bor of the shevatim, which is the the, the people coming up from Babel. It's ownerless. Yeshlen apaim amalechol ruach. They go to. Uh, you can only take a two thousand amot from where the water is. Bottom line is, you see that the water is konesh shevita. You can only go. Uh, you're going after the water. Kashyana hadadeh. You have two brightot going against each other. Ela lav shmamina. You have to rather you have to say ha Rabbi Yochanan Minuri ha Rabbanan. The brayta that says that the bor uh, that is hefker for the people of the Babel are koneh shevita. That's Rabbi Yochanan Minuri. And the Mishnah that said that the people of Olei Babel could uh, could carry it around uh, depending on the person who actually picked up the water. That goes according to Rabbanan. Now, bottom line is, you see that Rabbi Yohanan bin Uri held that something that is hefker is kone shevita, and the brayta with the rain that fell on Erev Yom Tov, that you could take it 2,000 amat each side, is like Rabbi Yohanan bin Uri, that, that something that is hefker, like with the rain water, is kone shevita. Ki atalikamed Rav Yosef, when Abaye came in front of Rav Yosef, amar lehachika amar Rav Safra, this is what Rav Safra said, and he told him I answered exactly the way you you said Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef told him back. Why don't you why don't you answer him back from the the item of the Brayta itself from the actual words? Meaning, if you really think we're talking about uh, water that's right near the city, 
When the Braita said, Oh, the water has 2,000 amot to each side. It should have said, oh, it's, uh, the water is just like the people of the city. That's the language we've used the, the entire time we were talking about That's the language we used up until now, so it should use the same language. Obviously, when he said 2,000 amot, means it wasn't next to the city. Why? Because ownerless uh, objects... I have a Shevita, and they go 2,000 Amot from where you found them. Amar Mor. The Braita said, Beyom Tov, if rain fell on Yom Tov, they're just like the person who picked them up. Meaning, if the person can walk from that point, 1,000 Amot, 1,000 Amot, 2,000 Amot, 2,000 Amot, it all depends on the person who picked them up. And the question is why? The rain water was in the yesterday Yom Tov when by Hashecha it was in the ocean and it went up uh, to the sky. The sky the clouds brought it to uh, to this area. It rained, uh, so sh- you shouldn't be able to take it more than four amot. And lema de lo Maybe it's not like Rabbi Eliezer. The Eliezer. If it was like Rabbi Eliezer, Ha'amar, Rabbi Eliezer is the one who said, The entire world drinks from the ocean's water. Amar Rabbi Here we're talking about the clouds already on top of us, uh, already from when the nightfall of Yom Tov, and they weren't in the ocean. So the Gemara asks, Maybe the, the clouds that were on top of us went away, and a new set of clouds came with new water that came from the ocean today. The Gemara says, no, We were able to tell by the cloud. We had siman in the clouds that we knew that these were the exact clouds. Or you could say, no, it's a havis affected Ibrahim. It's a, it has to do with Iruf Tehumin, which is a Dirabanan. And uh, is it the same cloud, not the same cloud? What's the story? Where the water come from? It's Safek the Revrahim, the Akel, Safek the Rabbanan, the Akel. Sligma asks, Why don't we say wherever these clouds were, um, they're Kornedish Vita from over there, up in the sky? So, bottom line is, So, let's learn from this that there is no Tehum above 10 Tefahim in the sky. If there was Tehomin, the water should be Konishvatim up there in the sky. And this should answer that whole Eliyahu and Avisu that we did uh, on Mem Gimel. So my answers, You could say that there is this concept of Tehomin above uh, 10 uh, Tefahim in the, in the sky. However, Maya Be'eva Mivla Be'li'i. The water is swallowed into the cloud, and it's as if it's not there. Meaning, this is not water. This is a cloud filled with water, but it's a cloud. It's not water. So, therefore, the the the, the water wasn't koneh shevita. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.